Hey guys, welcome to Classic Game Junkie. How can I... Joe, Joe, come here. Dude, who are these two guys touching all the freaking customers? In a pro... Oh, Jesus Christ. These are the guys that we're supposed to do an interview with from We Podcast and We Know Things. Whatever. All right, what's up, guys? How you doing? Welcome to Classic Game Junkie. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the much-anticipated episode 190 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. Today is the day. And notice I didn't say where we recap all of the week's nerdy news because we are not. This nope, episode not, not this episode. is going to be dedicated to one specific thing and one thing only. Yeah, we're going to have our trivia. We're going to have our picks of the week. But we're going to talk about that PlayStation 5 reveal event. Yeah, it, it, it feels like it was forever in the making. I, was, I got to watch it live with a, a couple of few members today. And it was just, you know, it was, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a cool experience. Yeah, and I got to watch it live as well, so got to soak that all in. I took handwritten notes, which is nice. Um, Old I'm, school, baby. Yeah, I, I do want to warn the audience. I've been sick the last five days in bed. This is my first day out of bed since last Friday night. Uh, early Saturday morning is when I tucked myself away. Uh, in isolation for a couple days. Don't worry. Not that type and of watch, isolation. And, and watch like two shows. I watched <laughs> 20-something episodes of Spartacus. So we had we had a good time up there in my room alone. But uh, I, I have a nasty, nasty cough. I'm still fighting off. So I apologize if I can't get them all out in post-production. We're trying to get this episode out as quickly as possible because we want everybody out there to have our PlayStation 5 reactions and impressions as quickly as we can after the show has ended. It was about an hour and 15 minutes, uh, and so we'll, we'll dive into that. We'll go into overall impressions. We have game-by-game game breakdowns. We have what the console looks like, so we'll talk about Finally. that. As, I know. So we'll talk about that as well. But first, let's give out our picks of the week. Um, my pick of the week. I'm back on Netflix, and I don't know if you ever seen it, but it was the altered carbon resleeved. The animation one. Yeah, the it, was the, one? it was the anime. Yeah. No, I I, yeah. I didn't watch altered carbon, so I didn't watch the anime yet. Okay, so you didn't see it. Okay, so like honestly, like I was kind of talking to our buddy Alex. I was like, you know what? I kind of agree. Like maybe they should have just went anime with with this show because like the first season was cool, second was okay, but I liked one. I just thought this was cool, brought a different style. Mm -hmm. It was still like with, you know, Kovacs and stuff. <clears throat> He's like protecting like this tattoo artist while investigating the death of a Yakuza. And I, I just thought like it was bloody. It was gory. I thought the, the, the audio was good. I mean, I, 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 you know, it was an hour and 15 minutes. Like I'm, I'm kind of hoping for a sequel. It was actually written by Tai Sato. He was actually the creative mind behind Cowboy Bebop. So I was like, you know what, that's actually pretty freaking cool. Maybe why I really, really liked it. So check it out. Altered Carbon, resleeved on Netflix. Mine is a movie you can't yet find on Netflix. I don't know where you're going to find it. Probably HBO soon enough. Um, but mine is a little Ben Affleck picture called The Way Back. Uh, uh, yeah, movie looked good. Yeah, Ben Affleck is a is a man battling alcoholism uh, you know as he went on record as saying this movie taught him a lot about his real life 
and the addictions and troubles that he had in real life. And he is in his hometown where he was a star basketball player, the greatest at the school's history. And he is asked to coach that team. It's the typical story of like ragtag team that really stinks. And the new coach comes in and attempts to build them to greatness, except what this movie does differently is they make it about the coach. Now, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Oh, there's, there there's, yeah, that was the first one. Not, it won't be the last. Uh, there are tons of movies that have done this before, but they make it about the coach. I think a lot like bad news bears has tried to make it about the coach, but they make that okay. coach like an asshole. I don't know if Ben Affleck's kind of an asshole. So yeah, I guess you can kind of spin it that way. They, they do a really nice job and there's a twist in there that is nothing to do with basketball. That it was really, really good. Actually didn't see it coming. Now a part of me, Saw thought that that was because I watched the movie at three o'clock in the morning, so I just had didn't have my brain on straight. But the other part of me was like, I legitimately didn't see that coming. So, uh, overall, really satisfying movie. I was looking for a good feel good sports movie, and I won't say that this is like the good sp- sports feel good happy ending. It might be, it might not be, but just a good solid uh, sports movie with a very personal twist. Battles of addiction, battles of of uh, you know life after tragedy and, and a lot of different things kind of weaving in there. And I, I personally think it was maybe top three Ben Affleck performances of all time. He carries this film throughout. Oh, and, and I'm pretty sure he's established himself as a really good actor by now. And I, 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 I can't even think of his top three right now, but like, I, I know he's in some good films. So that's, that's good to hear. I loved him in Goodwill hunting. I think that's my favorite yeah. Ben Affleck role of all time is Goodwill Fantastic. hunting. Uh, he just plays the best supporting role. I mean, Robin Williams plays the best supporting role, but you get what I mean. Like the best friend role that I've seen. And I loved him in. No, the, I, I got you. I also loved him in The Town. That's probably my other favorite. Yeah, I would, that, that's one that comes to mind. And he, he, in the, was it The Assistant? Uh, that, the Assistant. That comes to mind also. I thought that just came out with the girl from I, Ozark, where it's like the Harvey Weinstein thing. There might be another movie called The Assistant I'm not, I'm not familiar with. This is the one where he's like a contract killer. Oh, yeah. That's from like the 90s, right? Or maybe no, early, early 2000s? Maybe like six, 2016. Get the frick out of here. Really? 2015. Yeah, wow. I think so. He was also, uh, what was he, Daredevil? Of course, yes, that he was. <laughs> and Batman. So, all right. Mall rats or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love the movie Mall Rats, but I think that's a, that's a, what the hell's his name? Uh, Kevin Smith? No, the main character. Jason Lee. I think that's, that's his show. Um, but anyway, let's move on to trivia. It's six for me, four and a half for you, on a race to 11, win by two. In the very first Uncharted game, oh, Nathan geez. Drake is looking for which treasure? Uh, um, I think I'm going to know it when I hear it, and I'm pretty sure if I really think about it. <coughs> oh, man. It's a... Uh, It's a dude, and he finds the dude, and the dude is... I don't want to give spoilers away, but he's clearly not alive. It's from the first Uncharted game. That's, come on. When they find a lot him, of years ago. When they find him, he's got like a note in his hand, and they're like, oh, that's not really what it was. I'm going to know it when I hear it. What are the answers? A, El Dorado. No. B, Pirate Treasure. C, Ark of the Covenant. D, Shambhala. Oh, shit. I did not get any of those in my head. Uh, I know that at least two or three of those are actual things from Uncharted games. I don't know if you snuck a couple in there. Could you repeat them? You have A, El Dorado, 
B, Pirate Treasure. C, Ark of the Covenant. D, Shambhala. I feel like Pirate Treasure is just too vague. Uh, I feel like Shambhala is two, but I'm going to go with Shambhala. Incorrect. It was El Dorado. Okay. I thought they were looking for like a dude's treasure. Like a, a specific. I, I, well, all, all of them are from the different games. So, yeah, yeah. you are correct there. So. All right. You just probably got confused. So, for your question, which PlayStation console has had the most games released on it? PlayStation 2. That is correct. Six I was confident five. with it. Yeah. Uh, no bonus points, but can you give me a ballpark figure of how many games, oh. not sold, like that came out on it? How many games? Yeah, just give me a ballpark. You can't you can't really be way off unless you give me like 10,000 and you're way, way, way off. 492. 3,800. Oh, my God. <laughs> the PS4. Wow. See, now my guess uh, – would have been the PS2, but I would have really thought about that in the four because PS4 has the store with indie games and all of these things that you can just download. But, dude, like, and, and, but that was the thing. I didn't want to overthink it, and I went with my gut. Oh, with downloading these like smaller titles, all of them count. So you're like, oh, shit. That, and they're up to 2,600, by the way. So it's not even really close. So yeah. that means that there are 3,800 different boxed PS2 games out there. I want to meet the person who has the full collection because PS2 games <laughs> were made all the way through the PS3 generation. They stopped in 13 because they were still making sports games and all that shit. Just Dance for like PS2 as well. Um, so this console was getting support for 13 years. That's wild. Yeah, that, that, that it's crazy. Seriously, it's wild. If you added six more years to the PS4, then you'd be at the PS3. That's wild to think about. Holy yeah, smokes. It is. All right. So we're not going to do a CGC spotlight tonight. We're not going to do anything else. We're going to dive into the PS5 reveal event. We got the console. We got some games. We did not get a release date. We did not get a price. Two things I did not think we were going to get. I think that'll come in a state of play uh, or a PlayStation blog post in the next month or so. Um, I just, I just felt be. like they kept teasing it at the end. And I was like, <laughs> okay, and the price is going to come here. And I was like, ah, come on, you bastards. So not getting into specifics about the games or the console yet. The actual presentation and the way they did the show, what did you think about it? The, the, the way they did it, I, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was kind of pretty quick. They, they talked very little bit, and bam, there's the game. Yeah. I will agree. So uh, if, if they can continue it like this, I'm perfectly happy. The presentation reminded me of like when Nintendo directs are on fire and they're doing well. It it was it was what Xbox only wished they did because um, Xbox did try it. Xbox tried to go game, 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 game yeah. and keep the interviews to a minimum. But Sony has that branding that that oomph that clout about it plus they have those studios and they they did a really good job from a presentation standpoint they came on they gave you the logo they gave you that that really nice sizzle reel in the beginning of all the oh, ps4 so you know, stuff when they hit me the old school logo oh right dude when it's I was like all oh, right in the field. when it started with that ps1 that sound dude that yeah. startup screen is oh, so iconic it's everything like right there it was like they started on the literally the best note yeah that was that's an iconic startup screen it's all it's one of the most if not the most iconic and and yeah. so like you know they they started off on a good note and and 
I will say it was paced very well. Like you said, the flow was great. If they did have somebody on, it's like they had a 45 second clock on them and then they were going to pull a button, put a bullet in her head or something like they, <laughs> they really wanted to get them in there and out there and back to the games. And I appreciate the focus on the games. They, they waited until the end. They didn't hit us with like boring tech stuff or specs that nobody cares about. They said like 4k UHD, they said no, they, they, they gave you the meat and the potatoes. Yeah, the the ray tracing, the things like the buzzwords that people know and care about. They didn't they didn't talk about how many teraflops are in it, yeah. which is the you know what the people don't necessarily know much about or care about. So, a a to a plus on the actual way they went around the presentation. But what yeah. about the what about for you the guts of it? Now, what did you think about the actual content of it? I mean, I like I think. Overall, like you said it yourself, like I think the pace was pretty good. Like PlayStation has them old titles, like you know when they pulled out, you know Ratchet and Clank. Like that's I I remember as a kid playing. Like I played a little bit, but other friends playing it and beating it and loving it. Like to see them, like oh that's awesome. Like that's good to see that game get a sequel. Like maybe not all these games are for me, but like no matter what, I'm getting a PS5 because I I I just get PlayStation systems, but. Between the games, like, obviously, there's some some big games out there that I already know, like, okay, that's my first game I buy. Oh, there's my second. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm perfectly okay. And they and they did not show everything today. Like, I was... Oh, my... And, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, I know we're expecting... So like, dude, I would have loved to see Batman. I would have loved the God Award. Like, come on. I would have loved that. But, like, I, I think if they are doing that, they're they're going to save that golden nugget. Or, or Batman shows up on Xbox their presentation next month. I don't think they will because it's, they said it's going to be all first party and that it's clearly a third party game. So I don't know. Cause Warner brothers remember was supposed to do their own E3 press conference. And this is the week of E3. We would be doing E3 episodes this week regardless. So uh, we would right now be recapping all the press conferences. So, I mean, um, I don't know where Batman's going to get shown. I hope it gets its own spotlight um, or, or it's a part of a Sony state of play or something like that. Um, like you said, God of War two, we know it's in the pipeline. Like, so we know that's cooking. We know so many other franchises that didn't get announced today have either the potential to, or we, we kind of have a feeling are cooking. So yeah. there's some stuff still in the oven. They didn't like blow it all out in front and give us everything they got, which sometimes Nintendo has a habit of doing. Um, and then they go radio silent for months. So, uh, or years in some instances. So I think they did a really good job of that, of like giving us the right amount of news. The problem I had, uh, and I say the pacing's good, and I probably think, I think I'm going to backtrack on that. And for me, it started off at like a 20 out of 10. They hit you with all these great games, one, two, three, four games in a row that you care about. And then it hits a lull of these indie games in the middle. One, Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like fourteen little indie games in a row, which I love the indie game, but yeah, this to me wasn't the time and place because when you have people coming on and saying these games are only possible on PS5, no, they're not. They're possible on PS3. So, <laughs> so like, I don't want to hear that. If you, if it's because it has a, a rumble feature that's only available on PS5, that that's sneaky marketing, not the way it looks. Like when you think a game is made for ps5 automatically as a gamer you think graphically so yeah, i mean of course. Uh, to me it, the the middle kind of sank down there to the point where i was legitimately bored for 20 minutes um and then there was like, a game that picked me back up so 
We'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, like, and if I wasn't on like the the video chat of like laughing, having a good time, yeah, I, I probably would have been in the same exact boat you were in. Yeah, um, and so yeah, I, again, I, they they had a lot of good stuff to show. They they actually the beginning was just jam packed. That's a lot of expectation to live up to when you just jam it so hard in the beginning with stuff because then you're expecting just it to get better and better and build to this crescendo that just didn't happen. Um, so. It was it was the games were good. They weren't wonderful. They weren't great. They were good. The games that were really good were absolutely spectacular and phenomenal. And and we can get into those now. I mean, we're gonna break down every game, um, you know, some more than others, but we'll break down every game from the show in order um, of the way that they showed up on the screen. So this is basically a recap from front to back of the conference or the the presentation, whatever you want to call it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me and uh we have our top three and and what we'll do is we'll we'll save the top three till the end where we just give a quick recap because we're going to be towing so much talking that to just slip numbers in there arbitrarily is rough so we'll kind of wait till the end give it any final thoughts any recap break down our top three and then and then we'll get on out of here so we'll start with the big one they started off with everybody's favorite game gta 5 baby nothing like showing a game that came out on the xbox 360 for ps5 yeah, I I just I literally saw that I laughed. I was like, wow, like I, it it makes that much money. Like, of course they're gonna make it on the PS5. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, they say enhanced and expanded. They're not they're not remastering it though. They're just gonna release it with a little bit of upres, a little bit of better texture, a little bit of better. You know, your, your the RAM's yeah, but, gonna be but, but yo, they're still gonna make millions on it. And well, they're giving it the giving the online service away to the PS5 members and. They're gonna, you know, give everybody a million dollars a month and for the PS4 version up until the PS5 version launches. So they have all this money that they're gonna then take into the five version. So it entices them to get it again. So it's extremely smart marketing. And not 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 for one second did I think this was GTA six or at least a tease into GTA six, because that game is going to not be announced for years. Why would you blow the biggest moneymaker you've ever had in the history of video games? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, keep keep it going. You got at least two to four years left. Now, what I'm happy about is that they got this out of the way. A little part of me was like, "Oh no, Sony's being Sony now," and and they they just said, "Hey, listen, we haven't had a console without a GTA game on it." So yeah. you know, from one to five, so like, gotta appreciate that. And so we just wanted to give them a shout. And then they jump into this next game, and the second you hear that voice about heroes, you're like, "Oh shit." This is Peter. Oh, it's not Peter Parker. We're getting Spider-Man Miles Morales coming this holiday 2020, baby. Yeah, I, I think that was like my favorite part seeing is actually the 2020 release date. I was like, yes, that they've been saving this. So I, I think this is like if you're going to get a PS5, I, I think this is definitely on your list. Um, what do you think? I mean, it, it looked it looked like a Spider-Man game from Insomniac, right? It looked like the 2018. Yeah, it, 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 it looked fine. It, it looked like, okay, I'm going to have to play this. A continuation of the of the greatness that was the 2018 Spider-Man. Now you have Miles instead of Peter. Uh, are you good with that decision? Oh, 100%. Especially like Miles Morales, like Ultimate Fallout number four, his first like full appearance, like the book on that, like is skyrocketing right now. So like it's, it's Miles time. So I think he's due. I don't know if I caught any villains. I've watched that specific trailer like three times now to try and catch any specific villains. If you didn't catch, if did you catch any villains? And if not, 
Do you know enough about Miles Ark and the villains that he fights in the Spider-Verse that you could kind of give us some insight on who that might be? No, I mean, from what from what was shown, nothing stood out to me that, you know, that I, I know who it is. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy not to know, Luke, but I, to, like I said, I'm just glad to see that it was that 2020 release. I was like, that's beautiful. Well, I listen, you got a two-year turnaround time from this game. So it came out September of 18. Now you're releasing it in 2020. This is not a full sequel. This, to me, is... A very, very much like a lost legacy, forty, or, or, 40 or, or, to fifty dollars. This isn't. What if this is just like an add-on? No, to the to, no, they wouldn't do that. They they would release this as its own skew in its own box because Miles is a different character, and they could capitalize on that and get that monies. They wouldn't release this to because that means you have to have Spider-Man to be able to play it, which that kills your sales. Lost Legacy, you didn't have to ever play an Uncharted game in your life, and you could have picked that up as your first game. This is that same thing. Yeah, true, and they want to make that 60 a game. And they're not going to make 60. This is going to be a $40 game, right? Like, You think? If it's a Lost Legacy-style game where it's a shorter campaign, there's not a lot of meat on those bones, I can see this being a $40, $50 title. I don't think we're going to get a full 60. They could, like you said, capitalize on the name, and they could probably get away with charging 60, but this to me is not a full sequel. We don't know yet at the time of this recording. There wasn't confirmation. Anything else beyond the trailer, so we don't know, but from what it looked like to me, given the development time, because I don't think they they were developing these games in tandem. I don't think that Miles has been cooking for really that much longer before Spider Man came out. Um, so this to me is a shorter title, a shorter campaign, more of a spin-off than a full-fledged sequel. I think that full-fledged sequel comes in 2022 to really wet our beaks and we get back to playing as Peter um, with maybe a joint story between him and Miles. I think this really capitalizes off the end of the Spider-Verse crowd because um, Miles – isn't Miles a part of that, like a pretty big part? Oh, of course. Like he's, he's the main he's character. Spider-Man, he's so, the main character yeah. of that film, right? So I think you're capitalizing on that. I think that um, – Obviously, Miles Morales is the lesser known of the two full-time Spider-Man characters that that play that 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 play Spider-Man, but he's also got a really big cult following, so I think they can capitalize on that as well. Yeah, his popularity is on the rise. Obviously, I'm looking at his book sales, and it's it's trust me, it's it's on the rise. I think last night they went for like eight hundred bucks, so. Trust me, his 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 name and it's on the rise. So this is it's a good thing. I'm I'm happy to see a Miles get his own storyline. I thought his stuff in the first game was the worst part of the game. I don't want to play stealth missions uh, in the middle of my web slinging adventure. I thought that grinded the story to a halt and the MJ stuff that was so bad. So uh, I'm excited to see him finally get around and web sling and hear that story. I don't know his story. I don't know. You know, I know Uncle Ben and. And Aunt May to the to the cows come home, but I don't know anything really about Miles' story except for what we got in the first game. So to be able to build on that is going to be really exciting. And like I said, I don't know who this villain is, so that potentially too is extremely exciting. So this to me is a good twelve hour kind of like fifty dollar thing. Listen, games might be seventy dollars moving forward. They can't stay sixty forever. They were sixty in the eighties, so I, I don't know if we're going to be able to stay at this price point. So easy, maybe it is. Buddy, keep it at sixty. Easy. <laughs> maybe it is sixty because the the normal games will move to seventy. I mean, they're only getting bigger. So, uh, but it's exciting. It's really good. It's a great way to to kick off the show from like, all right, here's the new stuff. Right? They yeah, said right 100%. before. They said right before. Get people it, excited. Everything that's going to be shown from now on is going to be shown in PS Five. So it's like, all right. Put you know, tighten the bootstraps. We're ready to roll. 
And speaking of role, we got into Gran Turismo 7. It's back. Uh, this The detail of this game just looked off the charts. Yeah, I literally wrote down it looked absolutely beautiful. I watched like, the... Gran Turismo, it wasn't my thing. I, it definitely yeah. gave me initial D vibes. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It, 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 I'll, I'll pass on this game, but it just, like I said, it reminded me of the initial, like, I, I want to play that. But again, for a game who loved like Gran Turismo fans, I think they'll be pleasantly, you know, they'll be really happy with this. One. Gran Turismo is known more as like a sim. It's like a realistic style racer um, as opposed to like the need for speeds and the and the burnouts and the initial D's of the world from like at least a gameplay standpoint. But when they showed that first person in the seat, you're like, all right, I do get some vibes of initial D. I mean, anytime I see it, anytime you see a driving game. I get the initial D vibe just because that's what that's the that's my favorite. Yeah, like, that's what I liked time. about it. Like I was just happy to see like another. Of course, I'm happy to see another Grand Turismo, but it's just not one that I'm going to buy. They, I think driving games always they just look so stunning because they can. There's a lot of detail that goes in these cars, and the detail that was on the inside of the automobiles, as you're seeing in this game, I was just stunned at the detail. Stunned yeah, at the level they, they, of they upped the ante on this one. for sure. Stunned at the level of intric- intricacy in the graphics. Um, again, like you said, not for me. Uh, I I like race racing games. I don't love them. I popped in Mario Kart Eight Deluxe for the first time in I don't know a couple of years the other day, and I played two races and bailed. It's just like I don't know. I, I mean, believe it. I'm just I uh, initial D has my heart. I'll play that all day, but uh, I don't know this. They were saying that's going to have something about the campaign mode. So I think that'll, and they showed a little bit of going around the streets and you're this, I don't know if you're the girl the whole time, but going around the streets doing different missions. So Gran Turismo getting a story is cool, but they went Insomniac for Spider-Man and Insomniac has another major franchise and they showed it off this time. You thought, all right, they have Spider-Man. They're not going to show anything else because they're all focused on Spider-Man. Another reason I think that the Miles Morales game is a smaller title is because a lot of that staff is dedicated to the second one. And then a lot of the staff is dedicated on this game, Ratchet and Clank. They showed off a new Ratchet and Clank game, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Good title. Love that title. Um, this was one of my favorite trailers of the day, and it didn't even make my top three list. Yeah, it's not on my list, but when I saw this game, I actually, like, I smiled. I was like, wow, I haven't, you know, played a Ratchet and Clank game in years. Like, I know my buddy Danny used to play, and he loves, he, I know he was probably like, yep, this is a day one buy for me. It, the game gameplay looked awesome. I, I, I think fans will be happy. Well, they, they remade the original Ratchet and Clank on PS4, and I picked that up uh, that when I got my PS4, and I, and I beat it. I went through it. That was actually my first time ever playing a Ratchet and Clank game. And the thing I really enjoyed about playing it was it has that like childhood aesthetic, that the childhood graphical style, the like the the fun loving animal looking creatures, but it is surely not a game for children. It is precision shooting and difficult and there's a lot of enemies on screen and you die a lot so yeah i was gonna say it, it definitely does not look like an easy game at all yeah it's it's kind of like a little sneaky in the perception of its audience so uh knowing that that kind of carries over because the gameplay in this look wild and not only did they show the trailer 
they actually doubled down and showed another couple minutes of gameplay of it afterwards. Yeah. So we got a good five minute look at this game and I was clamoring for more. And like I said, it didn't even make my list. That's how much I really enjoyed my top three, but really appreciated what Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart uh, brought to the table here. Yeah, I, I was like I said, I was glad to see it. It was, for defense. it was nice to see at the end you got the female ratchet that was cool i don't know if they're the same species or whatever but that was that was kind of cool and i think the little hidden mechanic that i picked up as i'm watching and i wrote it down here i said uh extended look with gameplay you travel to new worlds but you do that with almost no loading and you saw that as he goes through that one parallel rift and he's falling. Yeah, that was that was awesome. And he comes out the, in the new world. The new world's already loaded. He was only in there for like three seconds, maybe. Yeah, like dude, maybe that was that that was cool. I was like, wow, yeah. that's trippy as shit. That's what God of War did. Was they time travel you or they they realm travel you? And that was the where they kind of hid the loading was in those rooms where you would travel through realms. And that's what Ratchet and Clank's doing. They're literally traveling through rifts in space. And those rifts are acting as loading zones, but because he's falling through them, it's disguising the loading soon. It's just him falling and it's, it's making the gameplay seamless. And I think that's just really, really smart and inventive of a way to kind of ditch the loading screens here. That's why I love PlayStation. I wonder if, I wonder if there will be loading screens or if I'm I'm right on that. I didn't see any or hear any confirmation. That's just what my eyes saw, so maybe my eyes saw it wrong. Let us know what you think. Uh, go ahead on our Facebook, and uh, it's at We Podcast We Know Things. It's at We Podcast and We Know Things on Instagram, all one word, or tweet at us at Samuel Matoro or at Greg Talks A Lot. If you picked up on that too or anything else that you saw uh, from games tonight that, that intrigued you, uh, moving on, Square Enix with Project Athea, as a PlayStation 5 exclusive, this one didn't do it for me so much. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciated the world. I appreciated what they did. But I, this wouldn't be on my my pick my, my pickup list. Yeah, man, with Final Fantasy VII Remake and Square Enix blowing that out of the water, maybe that uh, bought them some good graces with you. I was kind of hoping, like, I saw Square Enix, and I was like, no. <laughs> no, no. If they showed Final Fantasy, I would have lost it. They that, that, like, that would have been it. Well, now listen. They're a huge developer. They're a huge developer. So by no means do I think this to be true. But this game is, A, a brand new IP, so a brand new franchise. B, a PS5 exclusive. C, um, looks pretty ambitious. So there's a big team dedicated to this. Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, or whatever they're going to call it, uh, that's also going to take a big team. So I don't know how many employees Square Enix has. I mean, they have thousands and thousands, but did they have enough manpower to be able to simultaneously be working on a big project like this and a Final Fantasy VII Remake? Or are these things just, you know, is this thing just a hope for the future that may never come? Who Who knows? There's somebody out there that says, they already been working on it. It'll be out in a year. So, you yeah. know, who, who knows? But Project Athea is just another Enix game that that just didn't quite tickle my fancy. Yeah, I agree. Next up was Stray. And as much as I like cats, this one wasn't doing it for me either. <laughs> yeah, we're like, what, what, what the fuck is doing in here? It was, you could say it for, they could say that for a lot of games tonight. But this game, it was very mysterious. You're a cat in like this humanless kind of world it was like an irobot type world yeah, it was robots, yeah, without the humans um so it's just a cat in a robot world and as much as i think that 
That would be cool. As much as you love cats, get out of here. And robots. I had a Roomba once and my cat was on it. So I I love them both. They've interacted. I just don't think this is a world where I want to. I don't think you're going to play as the cat. Like, I think there's more to this world. I think the cat was just there as a storytelling device through the trailer. Um, you'll probably play as a human or a robot. Like, nah, I, with the game being called Stray, nah, you're a cat. Stray could be for humans though too. It could be. Yeah. A, it's like the Walking yeah, Dead yeah. is the is the the Walking Dead is not the zombies. It's the survivors. You could kind of play it either way. So, like, it, it's just to me, it could be a very deceptive title. There's a lot of mystery around the the game. So, I think there's more to to be seen. But if you do play as a cat, I I can't be farther out. Yeah, hard pass. The watch, hardest pass. Watch me get it day one. Watch me get it day one, and then play it with Rue and Macy by my side. Just watch that happen. They then did a little bit of a breakdown of some features: 4K UHD Blu-ray player, ray tracing, haptic feedback, adaptive triggers, a motion sensor, and 3D audio. I I underlined the motion sensor. That's cool that they're going to have a little bit of motion. Don't overdo it. Don't do that to us. We don't need you to be the Switch or the Wii. Please don't. Uh, 3D audio. They recommended to watch the stream today with headphones on. I did not. I watched it on my television. Um, so I did not care to. That was on my computer. I went for visuals over over sound today. I'll rewatch it with headphones tonight um, for the fourth time. I've already watched the presentation two times through fully. And then all the ones in my top three, like three or four times. They, they then showed a new exclusive IP that they said they want to build into a new franchise. It's called Returnal. Basically, it's live, die, repeat the video game. Yeah, I, I, I got like a live, die, repeat. I got like a Mass Effect vibe at the end. It was definitely a Mass Effect vibe, a little spacey. Um, little sp- but I thought live, die, repeat was like spacey wasn't it didn't have that elements of like they, they, no it definitely did but like to me they were both intertwined and yeah. like i i like the movie i i I'm down for the sequel but but for eternal nah I, i'm good I'm, I'm i'm okay to pass this one by this whole like death loopy thing this ain't the last time we're gonna see something like this tonight in this presentation i thought that for you to pack two games that the main mechanic was around death loop i thought that that was like a little much for one presentation. It's it's already to me a kind of a dumb idea. Uh, and they did two games in an hour that are kind of the main mechanic is centered around live, die, repeat. And so we'll talk about yeah. the other one from Bethesda and, and arcane in a little bit, but um, yeah, again, this new IP re- returnal, not for me. Sumo digital then hits the screen and I was like, okay, I, I know sumo digital. I like sumo digital. And then we see it, you know, Tony, the tiger on the screen. And I'm like, the hell are we getting? And then we see Sackboy from Little Big Planet. I was like, wait a minute, this isn't Media Molecule. What's going on here? And we're getting Sackboy, a big adventure. I, I mean, that's the best title they got is Sackboy. Well, that's the name of Little Big Planet's mascot is Sackboy. Yeah, he's, he's I, a, I, he's a literal sack. That's what he is. Just me. I, I don't know. I, I saw this as probably my second game, and I like give it my hardest pass. Oh, this is this is. One of my favorites of the evening. So, um, wow. I like Little Big Planet a lot. I think Sackboy's a great character. He was the face of the PS3 for a little bit there until kind of Nathan Drake took that mantle from him. Thank Christ. Um, but he, I, I absolutely loved at least the first two Little Big Planet games. The third one wasn't really great. It hasn't really been prominent since then. And then they took the create a town and create levels away from it, and they made it a good 
platformer. And that's what this game is. It's literally Super Mario 3D World on the PS5. And that is all I want in this world. So very excited about this game. Four-player co-op. Little Big Planet's back. There's no date on this, which was which was weird. A lot of these games didn't get dates. And a lot of them, even one of them got a 2022, for gosh sakes. Um, but listen, Super Mario 3D World is one of the most underrated Mario games out there. It's that mix of 2D and 3D and kind of like isometric as opposed to over the shoulder or top down. It's a really different style. And to have Sackboy back in prominence and a platformer got me really, really excited. So I'm really happy and really, really hopeful that Sumo Digital can pull this one off because that trailer looked fucking great and I'm really good uh, on it. So talk about the next game and I want to spend a few minutes here on this next one. It's called Destruction All-Stars. Getting a little uh, little crash derby here. Uh, what'd you think? I'm trying to think what the hell Destruction All-Stars was. All right. I, I, I just I just put okay. Um I'm gonna paint the picture because remember earlier when we were talking uh before the show and I said, Oh, they murdered a franchise. Oh, was that like the twisted metal shit? They've murdered twisted metal. Twisted yeah, metal it, will never I, that's come. That's why that's what I thought you said. That, that's why I was like, wait a minute. But I remember we watched it and I said, This is a twisted twisted metal wannabe garbage. Yeah, it it's it's so it's not Twisted Metal's got like the the weapons and stuff. This is um this is all that but in a Fortnite art style. Like it's yeah. it's Twisted Metal with a Fortnite paint job and not as gory gruesome or has like those awesome characters. These character models were okay, but I think Fortnite is just awful. We've just lost 100 subs. I'm sorry. Um but t- Kiss Twisted Metal goodbye. They they can't do two different car combat games they're not going to they're not going to waste the resources on it when they the last time they did a twisted metal game was ps3 they tried something different with that fucked it up and we haven't seen it since um the twisted metal one was on the playstation classic they didn't even have the fucking sense to make twisted metal 2 the game that should have been on that classic edition because that is the superior version so quit kiss it goodbye destruction all-stars man it looks like a piece of trash um and it's just it's it's a Crash Derby with some weapons and some people that are going to fucking floss. And well, they can't <laughs> floss. It's a, it's a Fortnite thing. So you can't floss in games, but um, it's got that Fortnite art style that so many games are going for and trying to capitalize on now. And that bothers me so much. Like no one's going to do it as well as Fortnite did it. Everybody can see a Fortnite style clone, like from a mile away. I wouldn't be surprised if this game gets like a hundred car battle Royale bullshit thing in it. Um, it's just, I don't even like the title number one. No, it's awful. They've mixed it's destruction derby with PlayStation all-stars. You made the two worst things in a PlayStation system, put them together and you have the new worst thing on a PlayStation system. If we had a top three worst for the evening, this would be my number one. I'm extremely disappointed, not only at this game, but the thought that this is going to be the kids twisted metal. The the kids nowadays, when they get older, are going to talk about destruction all-stars. We got to talk about Mr. Grimm and Sweet Tooth. These kids talk about Frank and the Bunny. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't be more disappointed in this game if you couldn't tell. No, dude, I, I, I this is your most hated. I hear you loud and clear. Thank you. Thank you so much for hearing me. I've been waiting for three out two and a half hours legitimately to talk about 
my hatred for this. It was the literal only thing I put on Twitter about any game today. I did not put a single thing on Twitter. About I, any I avoided game. Twitter. I, I legit didn't want to see any spoilers. Yeah. I, I, so the only thing I put out there was this one game. I didn't say a single word about anything else. Yeah. Like, I know before we started, you were like, just, just one game. It's, 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 it's dead. That's it. It's not coming back. <laughs> I was like, easy, bro. Chill. We'll talk about it. And it's Twisted Metal. <laughs> and, and that's a, sh- it's a sad day for Twisted Metal fans such as us. I mean, I mean, I hope that's not the case. Hopefully they are developing another story because I think it's too good of a franchise to give up. They're not. The best, that game, first of all, Twisted Metal Black does not get the love it deserves. That's an unbelievable game on PS2. Unbelievable. Yeah, PS2, yeah. I have it. I, I have it uh, actually complete in box. It's so freaking amazing. Um, and it doesn't get the love it deserves. Twisted Metal 2 is a freaking masterpiece. And they tried and they struck out on the PS3. They did. And that game, it wasn't a good game, the PS3 one, where you basically, no. it, it just wasn't, it wasn't classic Twisted Metal when that's really all you needed was HD Twisted Metal. It's all anybody freaking wants. So to me, they're not going to do two car combat games. The only way I see Twisted Metal come back is if this game tanks. But at the same time, if this game tanks, they're going to say people don't want car combat, so they don't want Twisted Metal either. So it's like a lose-lose situation. That's- now, as, as long as people cry in, email in, tweet in, Twisted Metal, Twisted Metal. I, I When's the last time you saw a single tweet about Twisted Metal without looking for one? It doesn't happen I, very I, often. I, I, honestly, I saw Twisted Metal in the chat today for the watching people watching the PS5 event. That's awesome. I thank you to those people because we got to get this thing revived. Twisted Metal yeah, deserves Twisted Metal deserves to have to have a, a following. It's so good. Kenna Bridge of Spirits was the next shitty. I'm sorry. Was the next game? Uh, was the next <laughs> yeah, game? I mean, the, again, this is like I, like one thing I said when we were doing the video chat. I was like, this this like this you know direct is more for I feel like kids. Like this isn't. For like people that are there for the God of Wars, or well, they're doing for, the small. You know. They did their small indie stuff in the middle. I'm actually just gonna run through the games, yeah. um, and you just tell me when you want me to stop to talk about one, or then I'm going to stop and talk about one. I'm just gonna go through the titles and make a quick blurb. <coughs> I do it. That. Kenya Bridge of Spirits didn't look good at all. Goodbye Volcano High coming 2021. Uh, comic booky manga anime style thing with like dinosaurs looked pretty intriguing from like a storytelling perspective, but that's about that. Odd World Soul Storm, Abe's Odd World Odyssey for any old school PlayStation fans. He's getting a, another game where he must find his voice. Ghostwire Tokyo is not a new game; it was previously announced, but we did see its first gameplay. My note under that was Sony, you were blowing this. Um, and then how did they re- how did they redeem themselves with? Jet the Far Shore looks like a fucking PlayStation 3 game. It really yeah. did. Yeah, and they definitely lost me with Jet. Ghost War, I thought it had decent gameplay, but it not for me. I never played Soulstorm for the original PS1, so I didn't care for that either. Um, Godfall, I feel like that was a previously announced game too. Uh, we got that a little bit of look at that. Holiday 2020. Solar, I put, uh. <laughs> Solar Ash. Uh, makers from Hyper Light Drifter, the first little fun fact of a Hyper Light Drifter, the first game I technically ever saw live at a GDQ event. As we walked in, that was the game that was being speedrun. Oh, uh, that's cool. By Munch Koopas. Never forget it. 2021 for Solar Ash. Hitman 3, January 2021. Agent 47 is back. I While I don't love the Hitman series, I do appreciate it. So I will say it's cool to have him back. And this was actually, um, I didn't fall asleep at this one. It started to regain me a little bit here. 
I think this is actually one of the things that saved the PlayStation Direct a little bit. Like, I, I played the older Hitmans, and I actually really liked Hitman 1 and 2. So I'm interested to see more about this. Uh, and I, of course, love that January 2021 release date. So it's good to know that it's right around the corner. I think this will be another game people pick up. It's also good that IO Interactive, the original company behind Hitman, is making it. There was some legal issues between the IP and the company. And did they lose it? Did they gain it? So it's nice to see that all that was put behind them and they can continue to make Hitman games because that's who makes the best Hitman games is IO Interactive. We got Astro's Playroom. If you remember, the PS4 controller had this little like thing in it where you can like click on it and it takes you yeah, inside the controller and you shake it around and there's little things. Those dudes are getting a game. It actually looks super cute, but yeah, not, not for I me. Saw that. I just kind of laughed. I was like, okay, that, that's cool. Whatever. It, it didn't necessarily speak to me as a game I'd want to play. No, of course not. But pretty inventive that they're they're giving these characters another go. Um, and this is what I yeah, presume yeah, would be dude, a play. The kids love it. Why not? I would imagine this is going to be a full, you know, probably $25, $30 experience. Little Devil Inside. Uh, and then you had um, <clears throat> Zion come on from the Pelicans and say, we're getting a tease of NBA 2K21. And we didn't get a fucking tease. We got a CG trailer. Like, we, yeah, we got that. We, I think we, we, we got chance on the dunks. I mean, again, I'll, I'll always love the old school NBA lines, but I, I can't see myself buying that bad at any, anything for the time being. 2K21, listen, it's it's the big dog on the block. NBA Live nowadays gets shit on, so 2K's got it down from a basketball perspective. But when you show me a CG trailer like Madden does every year, we don't see gameplay. We just see a new CG trailer, and then the game comes out, and it looks the same every year. I don't want to hear any differently. They didn't show any in-game footage. They they showed a CG trailer. And while, yes, you could see the pores on his nose, you literally could see the pores on his nose. And you could see the sweat and the individual beads. That's great. But I don't look at his nose pores while I'm playing the game. You don't, <laughs> You just don't see them. You see the back of his head hitting a three. Like, that's it. So... To me, I would I would have preferred some in-engine gameplay, not a CG trailer they could have made for the PS4. Um, um, that didn't really do it for me. And then Bug Snacks. It's like you are what you eat. You eat a hot dog, then your arm becomes a hot dog. And if you eat a strawberry, your leg becomes a strawberry. I was confused, and then I checked to see if I had taken my medicine without food again, <laughs> if I was dreaming. I, I I was confused. I said again, okay, this is like I said before, more towards children. Okay, n- next presentation. <laughs> I like the games that are kind of directed towards kids because I like that cute little art style. I like colorful games. I like that, but this this just hook wasn't for me. It just wasn't for me. Like, who yeah. the fuck cares if you become a strawberry hand man? I don't. That the, the gameplay loop just didn't seem satisfying, and it didn't have a hook mechanic that I was like. Oh, I got to become a strawberry hand man. I, I didn't, I didn't care. I didn't care yeah. if I became what I ate. I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what that would look like. I would be a monster. <laughs> yeah. Shuei Yoshida came on and said that he, uh, here's something that is near and dear to me. So I was like, hell yeah, we're back to the triple a we're getting some good shit. And while this next game did a lot of things for a lot of people, it did absolutely nothing for me. Uh, second it came on, I said, all right, it's Demon Souls. And and everybody knew it was Demon Souls. It was rumored to be Demon Souls. And 
this is just a remaster or a remake of an old game, which is great. I love that. Um, I love remakes. Listen, Tony Hawk's getting one that I'm super psyched for later in the year, so I can't hate on remakes. Um, but Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, never a franchise that spoke to me. But we are getting Demon Souls, and it is from Bluepoint, which remade Shadow of the Colossus and some amazing remakes. They are the best team that does remakes in the game today. Uh, and this was a long rumored remake, and now we get it in Demon Souls. Yeah, you know, this was like, only because it was PlayStation Three came out in '09. Like, again, I, like you said, I thought the game looked cool. Um, maybe I may pick this up down the road, but this is not like a day one buy. But again, like you said, I, I think they're going to do a great job doing the remake. It looks, it's going to look good. Hopefully, it plays good, and we'll see what happens. Uh, I would imagine it'll be on the cheap pretty soon. I don't know if they'll launch it at a full 60. It is a full remake, not just a remaster. So maybe who knows? I will tell you, these games are brutally, 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 brutally difficult. Just a heads up. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Bethesda and arcane. The second live die repeat game with death loop. Listen, Bethesda does one thing really well. And that may, and, and that is they make games that look like shit and they've done it again. This is another janky looking shooter. Another game with a death loop. It's got a really interesting premise outside the death loop. It's rival assassins. I love that thought. I love the idea that the eight bosses of the game that you have to go kill uh, and try to get to before the rival assassin does to you. Um, they come through dying. Like, I think that's a neat thing, but I'm so over the death loop mechanic. Cause I just heard about it 25 minutes ago with a friggin' different game. Yeah, no, that that's a good point. It's a game like you know, look like they're using the force, and I was like, okay, like Bethesda, like I I, I see what you're doing. Like it, it looked, eh, just not for me. It looked like a Bethesda game, man. Bethesda, you know, they do Elder Scrolls, they do Fallout, they do um, uh, Starpoint. I can't remember their brand new Starfall. I can't remember their brand new game that they haven't shown much of yet, but. They they do not make games that look very pretty, um, and this game is is right up there. There's nothing that screams PS5 to me about this game, and again, this is another example of these games are only made possible by the PS5. No, they aren't. I could probably yeah. play that on my Switch. Um, <laughs> who knows? No disrespect to my Nintendo friend. Uh, let's see. Next, Resident Evil 8 Village, and they did a very good job of holding you off on what this game was until the end. Oh, oh yeah. Um, it got to me about when, when the guy opened the, when he opened the blanket and then the guy shot him with the shotgun and nothing happened. I was like, all right, this is resident evil. And it was rumored to be village. So once it was taking place in a village, you put two and two together. But for those who did not know that this game was a possibility, this was a very well kept secret that this was a resident evil game. Yeah, I, I, and this is another thing that probably saved the PlayStation, you know, direct. It's like, okay, you know, Resident Evil, we know it has a cult following. I, like you said, I, I probably guessed it around that point also. Just good to see we're getting more, you know, Resident Evil. I Listen, I love that they're going back to first person like they did with Resident Evil 7. I yeah. love the new perspective. I love that Ethan is in the game. He's the protagonist uh, of the seventh game. At the end, we got Chris Redfield, who looks to be bad. He looks to be the bad guy. I freaking, he looks great, by the way. And then he shoots the girl in the head and Ethan screams, no, who knows? Is Ethan going to turn bad? And Chris is actually the good guy. Resident Evil yeah. does these things with their storytelling that is really smart. I'm super intrigued by this game. And, and I tell you, 
The only th- it's coming in 2021. The only thing, the only thing that I'm down on on this game, and I hope I'm wrong, but the trailer gave me this vibe. Not only did the trailer run really shittily, some people were saying that it was actually the stream and not the trailer. I'm hoping that's true because this the frame rate in this trailer was pretty garbage. Um, this game looked more of like a thriller, actiony shoot shoot game more than that psychological kind of survival horror. Uh, I mean, there was I think there was a little bit of horror in there, but maybe that's my not point. As much as as, as we you know you know used to. Right, that's my point. If it's supposed to be a horror franchise and there was only a little bit of horror. That doesn't give me a ton of confidence that this game's going to be overtly scary. Dude, you have the best setting in horror. A fucking woods and village. You could <laughs> you could make it the scariest game ever made. Now, there was that woman in her dress with her three little, I don't know what the hell they were, fucked up looking girls. And, and then the guy with the long hair with the hat who gave you that smile. Like There were some menacing looking folks that I, that I do have a lot of potential in. And then Redfield coming in at the end is potentially the antagonist a lot of this game won me over the more and more i watched this trailer the first time i went okay the second time i went damn and the third time i went sign me the fuck up yeah. <laughs> uh we then got pragmata another uh another kind of yawn for me here yeah and then once you see the 2022 it's like ah i i wrote <laughs> oh that's what i wrote i couldn't wrote read what i wrote i wrote another huge l yeah, dude, and and I saw quite a few L's on the the live chat. If you're watching the live video on YouTube, yeah, were you what? Uh, who are you watching? We're watching IGNs. No, it was it was on the actual PlayStation's. Um, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I was watching it through IGN, and um, they a lot of people were giving a lot of L's and F's in chat uh, throughout this whole thing. 2022. Why even show it, dude? There was almost two million people watching just on that stream alone. There was a shit. Yeah, that's what I'm. Oh, right. and there was everyone was doing their stream. I was like, "Wow, man, people are hyped!" So like, that was cool to see. Yeah, there was there was probably close to four to five after IGN and Gamespot and a lot of different people. So and then all no, the people that, that's awesome. Don't forget all the people on Twitch that were streaming it themselves, getting those viewers all, all, too. All, all yeah, all the you know big, the big people. But why, why not? But why would you even show this thing if it's not even until twenty twenty two? It didn't even look good. Yeah, I was like, uh, I was kind of, I'm, wait, I'm waiting like, there, like, I'm like, all right, it's at the end, I'm waiting for freaking God, I'm waiting for the next big, and they show me that, and I was like, ah. Well, they ended it with a game that everybody thought was going to happen, there was, there were people, I'm 10,000% positive we're getting Horizon 2, and listen, you were right, and to a lot of people, this was an awesome ender, they didn't announce it was the ender, they kind of just ended it with it, um, and for me, I, I told you I got like twenty percent through Horizon and it was just like it's just not this is not my favorite. So hey, uh, honestly, I I'm probably the same through the first one, but I still thought this trailer looked really good. Oh my god, yeah, this trailer is winning me. This trailer is definitely winning me over. Um, I wrote uh, something has made the planet uninhabitable. Aloy has to stop it. There was no date on it, but looks very very impressive. Makes me want to replay number one. Yeah, like agreed. I was like, man, it's good to see. I still have the first one. I can pick it up if I need to. Wait, wait. You have the first game? I think I do. I believe I do on PS4. Get the fuck out of here. When'd you buy Horizon? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I might have just bought that. You know, whatever. It's on sale for ten bucks right now, so I'm probably just gonna go grab it. Uh, dig- yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I do have it. Yeah, because I, I definitely played it. You're in the mech suit. Nope. No. Nope. You are a girl who hunts mech dinosaurs with a bow and arrow. 
<laughs> I don't think I'm you mi- did. I'm mixing games. I I definitely thought I know all of your PlayStation titles and like what. And you sometimes play. I maybe I try to sneak some by. You never know. Unless it's your pick of the week, that's the only time you really try to sneak them by. It's in your it's in your Instagram story. That's all you got to do. You'll know every game you've ever played. Just you never know. Say, sometimes I keep it quiet. Stampede two one five eight nine on IG. That's it. Um, look looks amazing. They gave you like a long enough look at it that you got some ideas of gameplay, and then that ending to it, that finale with the giant like elephant looking thing. And, whoa, that's when I was sold. That I was like, shit, I really got to go back and play that first one again. Yeah, dude, the the whole world, everything looked beautiful. The graphics, like th- this game, is definitely going to be a big seller for the PS5. Oh, there, remember, it's getting ported to PC too, so it's going to get a whole bunch of new fans. Meaning the second one's eventually going to go to PC as well. No date. I'm assuming 2021 holiday for this game. Um, that, that just makes total sense for me uh, here. Anything on the games here uh, on the as a whole, or anything that we missed on any individual game before we get into the console itself? No, I'm. I'm I, I think we hit everyone as as we should have. What do you think about the console? The console overall, when I when I first saw it, I was like, it look it looks good. It's sleek. It's not real big, bulky. I was a little nervous at, at first. I thought maybe it could only, you know, be played and whatever, stand it up. But, you know, you can lay it on its side. Thank God. So I'm thrilled and they have my money. I, I love the color. Boom, sold. Yeah. Like I said before, uh, we recorded, they, they cannot, will not, and will never sell a console that can't be laid down on its side like that unless it's like a square like the GameCube or something. Just because not everybody has verticality in their shelves and that'll actually hurt your sales numbers or they'll just yeah, try to I, shove it on its I, side. I, and I, I wouldn't have been it. able to fit it. That, that would, that would have, that would have hurt me. Um, I, it looks like a router. Um, like it looks like a high end, nice router, which is not a bad thing. I'm such a, like a techie nerdy geek for that sleek look. And I agree. I think it looks very, very sleek. I think it's a damn, a beautiful console. I, I love like, it's not white. It's not black. It's both. And it's got those beautiful blue lights going down the sides to right around the fans. I love all the fan slots because it hopefully won't sound like a helicopter in your bedroom. Um, love that. I love yeah, the, that. That was all designed. So I was like, huh, but that was cool to see. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I actually think it looks actually substantially better on its side. Um, IGN has a photo of it's on its side right now on the website. And I think that looked really good. Um, I think, it's a very smart play for them to take the page from Xbox and uh, also announce a discless uh, digital edition as well. I, I was not expecting that. That that took me by complete surprise. Yeah, nobody did. And what they're being smart about it because they have not announced the size of the hard drive yet. Um, you gotta be at least a terabyte out of the box with attachable storage. Like you have to be. Um, and I would imagine that they're going to be doing two terabytes. And on that discless edition, I could see them going up to two to three terabytes, maybe even five. Um, why not? If it's a discless edition and everything you have to buy has to be digital, give them all the storage space in the world. And you might even be able to sell a five terabyte at the same price as a disc edition at one to two terabytes. So you can still make high money on that SKU. Um, yeah. the, the problem is SSDs are not cheap. So, yeah, I've never. I can't imagine what a five terabyte SSD goes for. Um, that's not. That is not a product. My bank account is ready. Yeah, I was gonna say probably a couple, a couple hundred. Yeah, at least back in my day when I used to sell SSDs, uh, it was one hundred and eighty dollars for like fifty gigs. Yeah, there you go. 
know. <laughs> now, but I, I think we're both in agreement that we're both going to get to this first. Yeah, I, I am not a digital-only person. I have made the jump to a lot of digital because it is yeah. so much more convenient. And if it's cheaper and on sale, I don't give a fuck how I play it. But I do prefer physical media, and I always will. I'm running out of shelf room, especially with a girl and, and all that good stuff. So, um, I, I, to me, it doesn't necessarily matter anymore. I actually kind of prefer my Switch titles digital now. I, I really like having just to boom, 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 go, 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 play, play, play. It's, yeah. don't get me wrong, they're smaller titles. Um, it's almost, it's funny. I have to like plan out what I pl- want to play for Switch and I take out all my cartridges and put them next to me. And I'm like, all right, I can switch them in and out. But like for me, yeah. my PS4, dude, The Last of Us has been sitting there for a month, and I don't have to take it out. So it is what it is. Um, it looks good. I, you know, I know the DualSense controller was announced a while back, and we've talked about it already. But man, I, the more and more I see it, and now when I see it next to the the actual console, I freaking love that controller, man. I think it looks so good. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at a picture of them, like we said, right next to each other. I I think it looks perfect, and. It's going to look good on my, my shelf. There's a lot of people out there talking shit and there always will be like, there's never, you're never going to please everybody. But to say this looks appalling or unappealing is probably a stretch. And maybe if you're just looking for the simplistic box, but in 2020, you're not going to get that. No one just not going to get it. Xbox is going for that tower looking thing. Personally, I like it a lot more than the Xbox tower. I don't, I think the Xbox tower looks just as good. I don't really know if I prefer one to the other, but to me, it's like you just bought a new computer. The series X is the tower and the fucking PS five is the router. Like there, then you go there. Your switch is your monitor. There you go. If you want to knock it all out, you can, you just got yourself a brand new setup for probably six times the price. You can get a good PC. Uh, but they announced some 3D headphones, uh, a media remote, an HD camera, a charging dock. Whoa. Craziness. I'm, I'm probably going to go all out. I probably am going to get the headphones. Yeah, I'm a console one controller man uh, myself here. But overall, um, it looks Me, I, I always like to have a backup controller. And just in case you never have it, you know, you know, someone comes over, you have an extra controller or something. If only I had friends. Uh, it overall looks good. There was some highs, some lows, some really lows. Um, but overall, let's get into our top three. Sam, what was your number three from this presentation? My number three was Horizon Forbidden Planet. That's at uh, number three at the number three spot. I, I thought I thought it looked beautiful. It, it looked fun once I saw it all like the, the like you said that elephant came out. I was like, wow, okay, you have my attention. Yeah, the game that grabbed my attention. In the number three slot was, and you know, I can't stress enough how I'm not joking. Uh, Sackboy, I think Sackboy, a big adventure, looks so much fun. Um, wow. You just listen. You're not a 3D platformer that fan. That's yeah, fine, 100%. and that's fine, and that's fine. I'm a huge 3D Mario guy, and Mario 3D World is one of my favorites. To see that on PlayStation, to get to play that with even better graphics. Now, granted, is Sackboy Mario? No. But I'll just put like a piece of Mario picture on the TV screen or something. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'll figure it out. My number two, Hitman 3. Wow. Did not expect that at all. I thought we were going to have the same two and same one. Now, this game kind of hit me by surprise. I was was not expecting this. You know, again, I I sat there, you know, me and Steve, Battlehawk on IG, we're sitting there waiting to see Batman, Batman, Batman. But Hitman came and I was like, okay, this game game looks cool. My number two is Resident Evil 8. 
village. Yeah, that I it, it's I have Hitman three and Resident Evil on two, and I went with my gut and I went with two. I, I went with three. Good. I like the game, but I still like three. Resident Evil, Resident Evil danced between like two, three, and four. Yeah, and I I, I placed it at four. Yeah, um, my four was probably Ratchet. Ratchet looks super good. Um, and then five was Horizon, but Horizon did make me want to go back and play it. Um, yeah. What, what was your number one? Yeah, I, I think we both have Spider Man. We do. Morales. We do. I, you, wait, it, you did, me, you didn't have Returner or whatever it's called? I don't even. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I didn't have uh, Kenna. Kenna, you didn't uh, Kenna. Like th- this is this is the game when you buy your <laughs> PS5. If you buy one game, I saw the 2020 release. This is to me going to be a big seller for the PS5. Yeah, it's going to move PS5s. It's going to get its own. Uh, I'd imagine it's going to get its own edition. Can you imagine the black and red combo suit that Miles was wearing on the PS5? The PS4 Pro got that. That would, that would legit make me think like Dom and like buy that one and just keep that and never open it and just buy the regular one. Yeah, like the, the awesome red PS4 that Spider-Man got. You can do this one with black and then red web crossings. A hundred percent. Like that, sign me up. I'll just keep that in the box and it'll look beautiful. That would be super sick. But yeah, it looks super fun to me. Again, that's this is my call. I'm not confirming it. I think it's a lost legacy style, smaller spinoff, not a full fledged sequel that will come in two years with Peter Parker or Peter and Miles kind of tag teaming the adventure. Um, I do not know who the villain will be. But I'm damn excited to find out more because this game's coming this holiday. This is six months away, dude. Yeah, like that. Like again, that was a big see the 2020. I know me, of course. I'm, I was hoping for a prize, but you, you you weren't expecting it. I I have. I'm hoping that it's 4.99. I have that in a question mark, but we didn't get that answer. So yeah, this is a this is an October. I don't have a calendar in front of me, but if if October 28th is a Tuesday, that's what I'm guessing. I'm pulling open a calendar now. October 28th is a Wednesday. I was super close. So I'm going October 27th uh, is my guess. Maybe October 20th. And uh, and uh, I'm going to go with Friday, November 13th for Spider-Man. And then uh, that'll be out before Black Friday because that's, that's the goal is to get out before Black Friday. So you can make that Black Friday money, people. Uh, but yeah. no, it, it, when when you plan it out like that, it makes sense. I will say this: I also think it's five hundred dollars. Um, I think that's the I think that's the sweet spot for the price. No, no, no doubt. Yeah, about I, it. And I think I read even that they sell the four ninety nine, even if they do take it at a little bit of a loss. But in in the end, they will make money. But well, listen, you make money on software. And, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be so, fine. So yeah. PlayStation not going nowhere. And PlayStation has the software, as we found out today. Some heavy hitters uh, at the front and the back. A couple of decent games in the middle. Some big time lulls, but overall a really solid presentation from PlayStation. I'm happy. Um, I probably give the presentation a solid B. Um, yeah, yes, it's all B minus. Yeah, I might I might be swayed to the minus just because I was really lost there in the middle. But I think like the fact that I. In my top three, I have five candidates and six. If you want to add the console itself in there, uh, is is pretty cool. I don't hate the the design of the console. I actually quite like it a lot. So yeah, like dude, like you got me that. I'm gonna get the headphones. Like you know, yeah. d- you got me. Okay, you you did what you needed to do. You're gonna look like a baller playing playing on there with your headphones. That's banging. Good for you, my you, friend. 
No, it's good. Then the then the PS4 headphones I can use for either, you know, like when I put the PS4 or you know, have it mobile for the computer. So it all works out. There you go, dude. That was it. That's episode 190, our, our big PS5 event reveal um, or reveal event recap. Next week, we're going to have, listen, we're going to have EA's play is, is Thursday night, next Thursday night. So we're going to record a little bit later. We're probably going to start recording right around this time next week so we're going to be fresh off the presses with ea play uh, we're going to get some awesome games there can't wait for that we're going to have isle of armor impressions isle of armor comes out on wednesday comes out in fucking five days six days dude yeah Super I know you're happy. so isle of armor comes out you so deserve I'm gonna, it i'm going to spend all wednesday night playing that um so looking forward just to give me less of it come on amazon make it here friday or saturday please 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 and uh yeah and then the last of us will have the review for ign of that then we'll have impressions um coming up on that i'm sure we'll do that together at some point a spoiler free and then later on down the line when we both beat it a spoiler it's generally what we do for movies and games is we go one week of impressions and spoiler free and then one week a little bit later down the line of spoiler cast, give everybody else a chance to play it. But we got some big episodes coming up on the lead up to 200 and we hope that you're here for them. And we're really excited that you came along for the ride tonight. So thank you everybody for listening. This was episode 190. We'll see you next week for episode 191. I'm perfectly whelmed. Hey.